Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM. The fan. Cause I'm just a nobody. We're trying to tell everybody. We're all about somebody. Who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, once again flying solo this week, looking forward to the day that Pastor Ken Keller can come back in studio with me and we can uh, we can do that whole team thing. And I could use him today because any time that, that the nickname of the man that you are uh, interviewing is the pastor of pain. You might need some backup. I can tell you that. Our special guest, and again, the nickname pastor of pain, he is Corey Miller. He's the director of ministry outreach for Unpacking It uh, Ministries and former NFL linebacker with the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. Don't hold the Viking thing against him here in, 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 in Packer land. Don't, don't do that. Hey, pastor, thanks so much for a few minutes of your time. How are you doing today? I am blessed, beyond blessed, and thankful, and of course, uh, gracious and grateful to be uh, on in, in Wisconsin, the Midwest. I, I know, know that area very well, playing at Lambeau Field, and and uh, you know some former teammates up there. So glad to be on those parts of the country, my friend. Man, I'll tell you, do you uh, you remember getting uh, to Lambeau the first time, and and your thought about uh, about playing in such a, a storied uh, facility like that? Yeah, I remember the bus ride uh, headed uh, on a Sunday. First of all, I remember when we went there, there was a place, I think it was a town called Appleton. Yep, yeah, just and, yeah, the little family-owned Italian place down from the hotel where we stayed was amazing. So that's what I remember, food first, right? <laughs> the food there was amazing. And then the bus ride into Lambeau, this is when I was with the Vikings, and I just remember all the fans, you know, giving us some very kind gestures I'm, as we pulled the pulled the bus in and and uh, Randy Moss and uh, <laughs> you know Randy was being Randy, so um, uh, it was fun. I love the energy. I love the the atmosphere. The you know it's one of those rare NFL stadiums that you could get that college energy, that college atmosphere, and that was that was why uh, Lambeau Field was a very fun place to play for me just because you finally get that, that college atmosphere. Fans are very passionate, crazy, and, and love their team. And 
and of course, uh, it, it was cold, and and as a, that's the way you play football in the winter and uh, fall, at least I should say, and had a great time. You know, Pastor, I had a chance before I started working for this radio station a long time ago. I worked for a sports marketing company. We I flew uh, on the Packer team plane to a Monday night game against Pittsburgh, and you know, it's just not reality. You know, you, you never go through the airport and, you know, they, they get uh, a couple of police officers to, 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 to get their car in front of you and get you to the uh, the hotel in, in Pittsburgh, a lot like Green Bay, I thought, and fell in love with the city of Pittsburgh. And I thought the, the, the fans there, it was, it was so similar to what I was used to going to games at Lambeau where they were lying in the streets and, and giving, you know, the Packers all those nice gestures that the Packer fans were giving to you guys. But I got a chance to, to feel what it was like um, to be an NFL player for, you know, for the flight and for that weekend and how they were treated. And it was just kind of an amazing thing for somebody from the outside to, to be part of that for a couple of days. And I, I can't imagine that um, you guys ever really take that for granted, do you? No, man, this is just great. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about this, the, you know, the travel and, you know, leaving the hotel and the security and always, you know, the, all the police officers, you know, as we go escort us to the stadium, to fans and going crazy when you pull in and just, uh, you know, getting ready to, to do battle, getting ready to uh, go carry out and execute everything that you worked on all week and, you know, all that, you know, just kind of comes to one thing and that that three hour game on Sunday. It's just a lot of fun. It's something that, you know, I often tell people it's hard to replace that camaraderie, that that fellowship in the locker room, that that just sense of of just joy of in winning. Um and, and sometimes the 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 hurt and losing. Um and you do it together. So it taught it really teaches you so much that the game of football and especially the NFL at the highest level, um, the different characters, the different personalities, people coming together and all walks of life and, and having one common goal. Um, it's, it's just hard to replace when you finish. Yeah, it, I'm sure. And and what was interesting about that trip is is uh, Cordell Stewart probably had the best game of his life on that Monday night game against the Packers and and it was during that Brett Favre Reggie White that so I'm on the t- I'm on the flight with these guys and and I'm just kind of looking around thinking I and I'm an Irish guy pastor so I'm not real quiet all the time but I was pretty quiet um and we we were walking the the after the game you know you get on the bus and you get back to the airport and you know the bus is just let out and you just walk up all those stairs to get on the plane and it was Fritz Shermer who was the defensive coordinator for the Packers, and I was right behind. No, it was Ron Wolf, the GM. I was right behind him, and Fritz Shermer was right behind me as we're walking up those stairs. And Ron Wolf stopped halfway up, and he turned around and he started yelling at Fritz Shermer, saying, "You can't stop Cordell Stewart. Are you kidding?" And it was one of those <laughs> moments, Pastor, that. I, I shouldn't have been there, and I just kind of put my head down and I held my breath, and it was like we're, one of those moments where time stops. And Fritz was like, you know, hey, and they're kind of going back and forth, and we get up into the plane, and I get to my seat, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, and we sat for a really long time. And finally, Ron Wolf was like, are we going to go? Let's go. 
And someone said, uh, Coach Holmgren hasn't gotten out of the bus yet. And you look down in, you know, out of the plane, and he's sitting in the front seat of that bus, and he's just shaking his head. And he sat in there for about 30 minutes. And then he got out and got on the plane. He said, all right, let's go. And off we went. And it was way more quiet on the flight home than it was on the flight there, I can tell you. And it was uh, it was quite an experience. Hey, Pastor, let's talk a little bit about growing up. And you grew up in Pageland, South Carolina. Um, good place to grow up? Yes, yeah, so it's a very small town in South Carolina. You know, you know, I know back in the day, maybe 2,500 people. Uh, you know, it's grown definitely a little bit, maybe four or 5,000 people today. But, yeah, it's a country town. We're actually known for, for raising watermelons, so that's what I did every summer. I, I worked in the watermelon fields, picking the watermelons, loading the trucks up to go to Mockley, Florida, or Roanoke, Virginia, to those big watermelon markets. And, uh, you know, I think we have a big uh, festival, a watermelon festival every year that's, that's pretty well known. and. That's what it's known for. I mean, it's his family, it's, it's, you know, it's church, it's football. And that's Friday night, everybody's at the game. Uh, that little stadium be packed with, with passionate fans. And uh, I grew up with a family of, you know, I had 10 brothers and sisters, uh, great mother and father, uh, who my loss uh, just over a year ago. Uh, both of those uh, went on to be with the Lord. My dad was a deacon for, for 60 years or so. Uh, at church, my mother, a very committed missionary, uh, you know, raised money for, for the church. We all was raised singing in the church. We had a family group of singers. And um, so, you know, great, great town, great family. You know, I was just back there last weekend for my cousin's funeral. Um, I'm proud to, to be from Pageland. A lot of people don't know about it. But it, it just goes to show you, man, just, uh, you know, when you get those little towns, especially here in the south, uh, faith is so so important, and and to be able to be raised by a strong mother, who dad worked to do everything he could to supply, put food on the table. My mom was a disciplinarian to a lot of kids, and not just us, but you know my cousins. She helped raise my cousins. My mom adopted three other kids wow. uh, who she raised. She was just a, just a loving person, and um, you know love where I'm from, and it, it definitely was it's the fabric in which who I am today, based on how I was raised, the town in which I'm from. Amen to that. And, and you know, when you when you talk about, you know, you lost your mom and dad the last year. I lost my mom as well, uh, April 2nd. And uh, I tell you, sorry. Yeah, 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 and I'm sorry for you, um, Pastor. It, it's just, uh, you lost my dad a long time ago. So my mom was, there's six of us, and she was the matriarch. She was the one that, you know, she didn't always like... Uh, some of the things that I think some of them, uh, any of us were doing, um, but boy, she loved us and and she hugged us when we needed it and she kicked us in the backside when we needed that as well and and she uh, she enjoyed listening to some of the shows I've done and and, and it's, I do a high school football, high school basketball show depending on the season, and 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 Pastor, she never missed one of those high school shows. And she, she just, she had a, this love for high school athletics and my dad didn't at all. So I didn't get any of that from him, but she got it. And I, and I miss her. I'm sure you miss your mom and dad as well. Oh, no doubt. You know, they, uh, they, they passed away about three months apart, a little less than three months apart. And, uh, you know, it was hard. I, I preached both the funerals, oh. which was hard. Um, 
but I knew that's what my mother and my father wanted me to do. And, uh, you know, when I was seven, and you may ask me this a little bit, but I'm maybe jumping ahead, but when I was seven, eight, or nine, or somewhere in there, my great-grandmother, you know, had told me and my mom one day, she was just sitting in that old rocking chair and staring at the wall or staring out the window, and and my mother's name was Ethel, and she was just rocking. She just said, Ethel, God's going to use that little boy one day. God's got a plan for his life. And um, I always remember that. And, you know, now that for my grandmother, who was a devout Christian and, and lived to be 90-something years old, and um, you know, I was kind of like that baton was being passed to me. And that through, through all that generation of family of faith, and you know it's amazing that prophetic word is 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 true today. It came to fruition. I, you know, I'm a preacher. I'm doing ministry. What I'm packing, and I I have my 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 men's ministry, uh, uh, separate ministry that I've been doing for over 15 years. Giants for Christ. Um, that that was my first ministry. That I'm still very faithful in working as well as I do things with men and going around and speaking, evangelism, ministry. So, you know, it's just amazing how your, your family, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, who are just so sown deeply in the faith, speak a word in your life, that speak the things that God has said to them and to a little kid's heart. And, and, and years, 28 years later, that word comes to pass. And that's, that's what it's all about. Amen. Amen to that. And, and what a great story. And you know, we will talk more about uh, about Corey Miller's uh, testimony and and uh, Pastor Corey Miller. And again, he is known as the Pastor of Pain, and I just love that. What I, I don't know if there's a better nickname that I've heard, uh, but Pastor of Pain. He is the Director of Ministry Outreach for Unpacking It uh, Ministries. And and guys, this this Unpacking It. I want. I really want you to do this. Unpacking It, one word, unpackingit.com, or you can go on their Facebook page. And what this is, it's a ministry uh, that encourages and challenges and inspires sports fans to follow Jesus. And I don't think all the time we've done Faith in the Zone, we have not talked about uh, an organization for sports fans to do this. And and look, they I've been on that website a number of times, and all I can tell you is if you've got an appointment and you think you're going to just go unpackingit.com and spend a couple minutes on it and then go to your appointment, don't do it because you're going to miss your appointment. You will miss your appointment. Trust me. You will miss that appointment. Make sure you put to, put aside, I don't know, 30, 35, 40, some of us maybe a couple of hours, I have to be honest with you, because it's a really cool website and there's so much to listen to, and I would I would encourage you to do that. The other thing that they've got coming up um, on February fourth, coming up at, at seven o'clock our time, eight o'clock Eastern, they've got a Super Bowl trivia night coming up. And for you boys that are always telling me that how good you are in sports trivia, come on now, this would be a place for you to prove it. You, you want to talk a little smack? Go ahead, go up against the pastor of pain. See how that goes for you. They've got a trivia uh, night coming up again, February 4th, 7 o'clock. And go to unpackingit.com. One word, unpackingit.com. Go to their Facebook page, go to the website, and, and take a look at this. It's a connected community of sports fans following Jesus. And so uh, 
Do yourself a favor and spend a little time on that website. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue to talk. And I'm going to ask um, Pastor how his uh, how his his walk has you know his faith has affected his walk and and vice versa and how hard it was not only at South Carolina where he took a full ride to go play football uh, for the Gamecocks there and then in the NFL was it easier to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room and we'll talk to him about that again he is uh, Corey Miller Pastor Corey Miller and uh, Ministry Outreach for Unpacking It Ministries. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen to Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, and our special guest, he is Corey Miller, Pastor Corey Miller. Again, Director of Ministry Outreach for Unpacking It Ministries. And, and like I said at the end of the last segment, uh, do yourself a favor. Unpackingit.com uh, is where you're going to want to go. It's one word, unpackingit.com. And uh, they are a group that they utilize media and resources and events. And, and it is a group for sports fans that want to be connected within that community of people that are following Jesus. And perfect for this group, for the, the people that listen to this show throughout the country, you know, on the podcast or faithinthezone.com or right here in Milwaukee on 1250 AM, The Fan. And again, they've got an event coming up on February 4th. It's a Super Bowl trivia night. And uh, get on that website, get more information about it. And I want to thank Bryce Johnson for introducing uh, Corey and I together. And, and, and I thank you, Bryce. And, and I love the work that you guys are doing. I, I am a huge fan at this point of the work that you guys are doing. Hey, Corey, we had talked uh, a little bit about your great-grandmother and, and your mom and dad. And, mm-hmm. and Pastor, when he's in studio with me, he says, look, uh, the kids of, of deacons or pastors do one of two things. They they end up behind the pulpit or they end up in jail. And he, you know, uses that line. He said, look, there are a lot of pastors that have, they spend so much time in deacons that spend so much time helping people in the church. And the people that are, that need them the most sometimes are at home. And I'm wondering, you know, for you, it sounds like it was a really close-knit family and your mom had a lot to do with that. Was was your dad a guy that was home a lot? Was he a football fan? Did he come watch you play? Yeah, he, he was. He worked all the time, Mike. I mean, you know, he was. You know, when you got that many kids, and um, you know, first of all, he was a war veteran, and uh, you know, years before I was born, and and uh, served our amazing country, and uh, but he worked. And my mother was was the disciplinarian. She had little side jobs where she cleaned people's houses or 
you know, worked at a little restaurant where she cooked. She loved to cook. And, and uh, so, you know, my dad just worked, and he was supportive in every way, um, you know, my games to, to whatever it was. I mean, you know, sometimes we you know, the stadium we had, he could just go pull the car up. He didn't have to get out. He could sit and watch in the car, probably nap some. <laughs> but uh, he was so tired. But he he would do anything for us to have what we needed to have. Uh, a great man of God, very quiet, um, but yet when he spoke, he was a man of power. And, um, you know, everybody loved him. He was a no-nonsense person. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough about my dad. He's just, uh, I share stories from him, you know, all the time um, about things, you know, that I, I look at his life, I try to exemplify. I try to be who my father was as a man, as a Christian man who, who, who loved the Lord. He was a man of prayer. I mean, just seeing him every night on those knees next to that bed praying. I mean, he just, he just, he was just an awesome man. And, um, Amen. you know, I just, I wanted to be like him. I want to be like him. He never played sports or anything like that, but you know, he supported everything that, that all of his kids, all of us did and um, raised us, him and my mother, the right way. And so when he passed away uh, September 15th, uh, not this past September, but a year ago, uh, I just remember being at his bedside. He was taking some of his final breaths, and um, he kind of waited for me to, to get home. And, and I, I held his hand and just fell on my knees. And, and it was hard seeing a man that you've known for so many years, so strong, to become so weak, and um, but you know, I just promised him uh, that I would live my life worthy of my of the calling, that I would be the man that God has called me to be. And he always would sing a song, and it, it was called "Running for My Life." And it, and it goes, you know, I'm running for my life, running for my life. And it goes on to say, if anybody asks you what's the matter with me, you just tell them that I'm saved. I'm sanctified, my soul set free, my soul is set my set free. And, you know, and I said, I'll run for my life, meaning that I will run this race, as Paul said. I'll run it. I'll run it. I won't be beaten air aimlessly. I'll run this life to tell people the good news about Jesus Christ, to tell people the good news of how he saved me, how he changed me, how he's resurrected me. Um, that's what my dad was saying. I never knew what that song really meant until the final days. That's what my dad, he ran for his life and he had an excitement and a passion to run for Jesus until he called him home. And, you know, he ran the, the race well. That's what he was saying. And, and, and I just said, dad, you know, I want, I'm going to run for my life. I want my children. I want my wife. I want people that I come in contact, understand the importance of running for your life. Amen. He is Corey Miller. Again, nicknamed Pastor of Pain, and and understand that um, I know myself and the people listening to this, if 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 he lived here in, in, in this area, we'd all go. We I would be at his church to listen to this man speak. And if I could get him up for a men's uh, stakeout at Brookside Baptist Church, man, we it would be packed. And and you listen to the passion in, in, in his voice and, and, and how he feels about 
you know, his life and, and, and following Jesus and, and getting people, you know, certainly introducing Jesus to, to as many people as he can. And I think that's so important. Hey, Corey, where did you grow up um, as far as what number were you in, in, in with the siblings? Were you a younger one, one of the older ones? In the middle, right? Right, right in the middle. I was right in the middle. Hey. And, um, yeah, perfect spot, right? I got I got older brothers and sisters up into mid-60s, low 60s. I think mid-60s, my oldest brother. I'm 52. And and then I think the youngest is forty. No, the youngest is in the thirties. Hey, were were your older brothers? Did they, are they the ones that toughened you up a little bit, or what? Yeah, actually, was my cousins, man, and, and and you know we used to play football in the field. We had nothing to do. There was nothing to do. You know, we when we grew up, it was like you wake up, you eat, your mom, you know, whatever chores you had, and she kicks you out of the house. And she go go play, go find something to do. So we were just out, you know, the, the little village, the little community. And you, so you hear the football, here's a field. You play tackle the man with the football. You play <laughs> games. I was young, and I mean, I used to get blasted by my older cousin. <laughs> so I would get right up, and and that helped. Yeah, it helped toughen me up. And then when I got really in organized sports, I was one of the biggest kids. I was one of the fastest kids, toughest kids, and. It just carried over, man. So yeah, we we wrestled. We we had a stage where we fought. We wrestled, uh, and I was one of the youngest dudes running in my little clique with my cousins and then, and and it definitely, you know, it got me tough. It got me in a lot of trouble too. I must say that growing up, where I got a lot of uh, let's just say beatdowns from mom. Uh, for my actions, I paid dearly for a lot of my actions. Well, pray, you know what? Thank God for her. Yeah. I mean, thank God for her. At and when you were at uh, at Pageland uh, Central High School, um, was, was that known as a football school? And and did you play? Uh, did you play varsity as a freshman there? Yes, I did. I you know I played uh, varsity as a freshman. I played. I think I was going JV and varsity. And you know, it is a football school. We're a smaller two A school. We're a powerhouse and. Um, you know, we we uh, we loved our football. That's what, what we did. Um, I played all sports. I was a, a four-year starter in basketball, all-state basketball player, one of the few uh, in the state of South Carolina that uh, was an all-state several years football and in basketball. Uh, you know, I got offered scholarships as a basketball player as well. I played baseball. I ran track. You know, I was active. That's what you did. You know, I stayed busy in sports and well-supported and, of course, uh, could have gone to school anywhere I wanted to. Uh, but, you know, South Carolina was close, 70 miles, but probably probably less than that, 60 miles from door to door. And, you know, at least my family could, could drive down the road and see me play, which one of the major reasons I went to the University of South Carolina. Hey, uh, Pastor, at the end of the first segment, it's a question I really like to ask. Um, you know, professional athletes and guys that played at a really high level uh, in college and in the pros, and and it sounds to me like like you were pretty strong in your faith. Obviously, when you got to South Carolina and when you played in the NFL, and I'm wondering, was it easier for you to walk worthy when you were inside the locker room or outside of the locker room? You know, I, I was. I had a lot of faith. I understood. Let me just be honest with people because it's part of my story about being a giant for Christ because. I didn't live the life that's worthy. I mean, I, I lived the life of religion early on. I lived the life of, 
I'm supposed to go to church. I'm supposed to go to SCA meetings. I'm supposed to go to chapel service because that's what I did. That's what I was, you know, raised to do. Uh, you know, but outside of that, Corey was a college kid. Well, Corey was at the bars back back in the day. You could be 18 and drink. Corey was, you know, chasing women. Corey was doing everything he was big and bad enough to do while I was playing football in college. I did all those things. I, I did. I went to chapel. I, I SCA, you know, athletes in action, you name it. I did those things because, you know, I, that's where I was raised. I had to. But you, you mentioned something about what your pastor said, you know, about, you know, it, it's, you know, it's about relationship. And, and I didn't really understand relationship. When I got to the Giants, you know, I was, a, I, I, I thought I was a Christian because I was raised in a godly household. But, man, I didn't really give my life fully to Jesus Christ until 1993. Wow. My third year in the National Football League that uh, my my chaplain then, Dave Bratton, was trying to get me to hear, hear this guy speak up in, in uh, South New Jersey on my day off. And I tried not to go. I wanted to get a stereo system in my car. <laughs> I was making every excuse. Pat Kelly was the guy's name. I don't know if baseball player, I believe. I don't know if you're familiar. But I something in my deep gut said, you need to go. So I drove there at the last minute, brother. And it was as if the Lord himself was speaking through that man talking to me. Wow. And and, and they had an altar call. And I'll just never forget getting up out that that pew walking up front and giving my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, uh, so, you know, as as I grew in the Lord, you know, it was still hard. I just asked my chaplain, like, why can I stop doing this? And why can I stop doing this, that? And, and these desires are, are still here, but, but yet I pray the sinner's prayer. I pray Romans 10 and 9. And, and, you know, I believe, but my actions are still not lining up to who I say I am because I know I'm preaching to somebody today. Maybe it's you. Maybe that you know and heard of this man named Jesus. You know that he died. You know that he got up from the pit of hell with the keys, but your actions don't line up to what you believe. Believe me, I understand because I went through that for a lot of years, man. Yeah. I understand the day until you give your life fully and say, Jesus, I don't want you just to be my savior, but I, you need to be my Lord. That means master owner that where my everything, every part of my life is affected and changed. Then I'm walking in the right path. He is he is Corey Miller and and Pastor Corey Miller, former NFL football player, uh, New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings, and boy, the passion in in his voice and you know it, it's funny. I when we have people on this show, Corey, and and I'll say, look, some of the guys that we had on the show, the worst thing in their life they ever did was steal a candy bar, and then we had <laughs> Pastor Daryl Strawberry and myself that we're doing some things that if the Lord's willing to accept guys like us, yeah. man, what are you waiting for? And I, I went to my pastor too, because when, when I made that decision, it fell to my knees and said, you know what? I'm done. Lord, I need you. It Like I had all this stuff, all this temptation coming out. And I went to my pastor and I said, look, I don't understand. I thought that was all going to end. He said, you think Satan wants to lose you? You you've been a good soldier for him. He does. He's gonna fight like crazy to get you back. He don't want you mm -hmm. out of his uh, group. 
And that first year was, Corey, that was tough, man. Yeah. It, it was tough. And once you realized you wouldn't get me back, I think that it, it kind of softened a little bit. But you know what? I, that's a really interesting – th- you know what? Thank God for Dave Branton. Yeah. Man, and Pat Kelly, I, I, you know, I, I think that's a, a wonderful story. We're going to get to a break. We'll continue to talk about that part of Corey Miller's life. Again, he is uh, – I, I can't ask you guys enough. Th- this would be a great thing for you to do because we're going to get a bunch of snow today on Sunday. Unpackingit.com. Get, to, get your laptop. There's no NFL game for you boys to watch. Got to wait another week, and, and I don't know how many guys are going to be watching the Buccaneers anyway. We thought the green and gold was going to be in that game. But unpackingit.com, spend a little time on that website. And when you're there, you know, take a look at, at what they're going to be doing um, next week with, with this entire uh, this, uh, stuff that they're doing as far as Super Bowl trivia uh, on, on the 4th, uh, February 4th, 7 p.m. our time. They're going to do this, and it's Super Bowl trivia night, again, February 4th. But take a look at unpacking it and, and do yourself a favor. And I did this last week. You know, you can sign up to get a devotional uh, every week, and you can promote their uh, certainly their podcast. Promote it with your friends. When you take a listen to it, similar to what you're hearing right now today uh, with our guests, because if, if you're not uh, getting goosebumps like I am, then, then I'm not sure what you're listening to, because Corey Miller can get after a little bit. We'll continue our conversation with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. Uh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. He's the pastor of pain. Man, I love that nickname. He's Corey Miller, Director of Ministry Outreach for, for Unpacking It Ministries. And unpackingit.com is where you're going to want to go. And again, I just want to uh, want to thank Bryce Johnson and uh, for, for introducing Corey and I together. And, and Pastor, can you talk a little bit about Unpacking It and, and how you got involved with that? Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I just, I was a guest speaker at one of uh, Bryce's events in, in Charlotte. I think it was like a, a Super Bowl Saturday. And normally we come together on a Saturday before the Super Bowl, uh, like this Saturday, and have a men's breakfast and eat some eggs and bacon and uh, sausage biscuits with gravy and, you know, and have some NFL guys come and share testimonies and talk about the Lord. You know, Bryce kind of interviews the guys. It's really a good men's fellowship there, but because of COVID this year, we, we're not going to be able to do that. So we're just going to do a podcast. But anyway, I was one of the guests and, um, I did that for him. And, and, and so he had reached out to me uh, you know, about 10 months later, asked me would I come on his podcast. And, um, of course I was like, yeah, and this was kind of doing COVID. Uh, and I, uh, and we just started chatting. He was like, you know, what do you, what you up to these days with COVID? Cause my ministry 
you know, still check out my page, uh, giantsforchrist.com. Uh, that's my own personal, my evangelism ministry. Um, and it was kind of slow. I mean, I was used to going out speaking. I was going to churches and, you know, I was ministering to guys that are overcoming addictions, like at, at the place in Columbia, at Calvary Chapel Church called U-Turn. I don't know if you ever heard of that. You know, with Calvary Chapel, they, they bring in guys who are addicts and uh, preachers who've gotten uh, involved in drugs. Uh, so I've been out that was ministering to them. I do stuff like that. But all that stuff slowed down because of COVID. And um, so we just started chatting. I was like, man, I'm just looking to do something different. Um, you know, I was, I'm a radio guy, as I told you, Mike. And I used to have my own sports talk show here, Afternoon Drive. I worked in Charlotte, WFNZ. I still do guest spots on there, radio.com uh, affiliate there in Charlotte, WFNZ, uh, Panthers pregame. So I'm a radio guy. I was a TV guy, too, as well. So all this stuff has, has kind of stopped. I walked away from TV just to get back into ministry. But anyway, we just chatted, man. That's about, you know, if you got anything happening, to you know, let me know. You know, we'll be praying to the Lord will do. And, and they, they he prayed about it, went to his board. And, and uh, but, man, I we need some help. We need some, some help. Uh, you know, I want to get somebody to come in and kind of help me expand and grow our ministry and, and at just the right time, man, I had a couple of offers, actually. It was kind of crazy um, because I had a couple of offers, certain ministries. You know, one I would have to, had to move, and being that we just had our first grandchild, uh, my wife was, like, not having that. Right. So, <laughs> so it just fell in the lap of unpacking it, and, and uh, we came together, and, and here we go. I've been there since just November, so it ain't been that long. Hey, uh, Pastor, the, um, and I'm on your website right now, and it's uh, G4C. Right, yep. uh, G4Cministry.com. Who, um, who did your logo? What, what a great logo that is. Yeah, the guy, some guy here in town, and and uh, worked on it for me. And I love it. Um, yeah, just real quick story. I know we we got we time sensitive here, but the pastor of pain came from here. You go, Green Bay Packer fans. A guy you know and familiar with very well, Reggie White, was called a minister of defense. Yep. Well, I was doing a radio show uh, called Gamecock Friday, and the host was like, hey, man, you know, you're an NFL guy. You're a pastor of a church. I have a church here that I pastored for a little while called Joshua Christ. And um, he said, Reggie White, you know, man, a preacher, man of God, the minister of defense. And he said, man, you used to lay the wood on people. He said, won't you be called a pastor of pain? And that's awesome. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And everybody in the radio kept calling in and calling me the pastor of pain. And that's and that name has stuck for I don't know, it's been fifteen years. Man, I my and I'm not kidding, my favorite nickname of anybody we've had on Faith in the Zone. I just I, I love that nickname. And it's funny, Pastor, because on this show we've had the conversation as Christians, can can we go as hard as we can within the rules on the court or the field? And and isn't that what we're supposed to do? And I'm a firm believer that you that on the field you go as hard as you can on the court. You you set picks and you box out as hard as you can, because if you don't, and you want to talk to somebody on the other team about their faith after, and you just go, you know, you go half speed, you're not going to be able to have that conversation. But you you know, you set a pick and like you said, lay the wood, and after you want to have the conversation, I think the doors open then. Because you're going so hard. And, you know, back in the day, it used to be, well, if you're a Christian, you must be soft. 
Mm-hmm. Well, read the King James Version. There's not a lot of soft Christians in that book. No. I mean, you know, and God expects us to do that in all things, whatever you do. He said, do it to the glory of God. Everything that we do, we should operate in the spirit of excellence. And the football is a violent game. You know, God gave us this platform and to do it, to bring him the glory. So, you know, it calls us to hit people. Don't mean I have to be dirty. It don't, don't, don't have, I don't have to try to hurt somebody, but I promise you, when I play it, I'm coming, I'm coming to bring pain. Yes. I'm coming to get, if I can get you on that sideline, that's my goal. And, and the vice versa. But after the game, and we were part of this movement with Reggie White, you know, when we came together at the end of the game, I was part of this movement that we went to center field and said, hey, man, we are warriors. We can be violent in, in, in this three-hour game, but we're going to come together and lift up the name of Jesus as brothers in Christ because we're on the same team. Amen. And, and that was a powerful statement. I did shows, national shows uh, throughout New York about that. Like, how, how can you Christian people come together in this violent game where you beat each other up and then say we love Jesus because it's a job. And we love Jesus more. So, yeah, we're not soft. You know, and, 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 and God saved me this way he used to when I played ball. This old linebacker, I got a linebacker mentality. Matter of fact, go to the, the website, unpacking.com, just Thursday. You know what my, my devotional was? I do video devotions twice a week. It was having a winner workout mentality for God. That's aggressive. That's going after it. That's getting it. That's getting up early. That's grinding. That's spending time with God early in the morning. That's praying early in the morning when you don't feel like when your body hurts, when you're tired. You know, we as Christians got to have a winner workout mentality, whatever it takes to build a foundation of success. The same mindset as it comes when we serve God. We need Christians to date, especially, brother, to serve God with, with that football mentality because we got to go after him. I want, Paul said, I want to know him. Think what Paul said. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection until the point of dying. There he you is. think Paul was soft? Ooh, Paul man. was soft, man. He wasn't soft. Nope. Paul was tough. He was really tough. And again, a pastor of pain. He is Corey Miller. Unpacking it, one word, unpackingit.com. And, and the other thing I want you to do is um, G4C, right? GiantsForChristMinistry.com. Take a look at that website as well. Um, it's a really, I, I love the logo, um, and I haven't been on the website, but I will right after we get uh, we get off this show. Uh, he is Corey Miller. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to have two questions because it's going to be a very short segment. What was it like for a, a, a man that grew up in Pageland, South Carolina, to end up with the New York Giants? You know, what that was like, I mean, that is two different ends of the world right there. And then I'm going to ask Pastor Miller if he could wear one more jersey. If I could come into the closet, pick out a jersey, and he'd get a chance to play one more game. What jersey would it be, where would they play, and who would he play against? He is Pastor Corey Miller. Again, again, unpackingit.com. They've got a really cool event coming up February 4th. It's their Super Bowl trivia night. Go to that website. Take a listen to Pastor as he preaches. And uh, you think you're good in trivia? Get involved in that thing. Super Bowl trivia night, again, February 4th at 7 o'clock our time. It's Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. 
a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. Man, he is really good. Corey Miller, Pastor Corey Miller, Director of Ministry Outreach for Unpacking It Ministries. Go to unpackingit.com. And uh, second uh, website, I want you to check this out because I've spent a little time during the break on it. Uh, uh, Giants for Christ, and it's G4C, giantsforchristministry.com. And uh, there is a way to be able to help Corey on on, um, on this ministry if you're uh, feeling led to help him out. There's a donate button. There's a contact button. All kinds of ways to get a hold of, of him if you need to. Hey, uh, Pastor, two quick questions as we've got about five minutes uh, left in the show. So for a, a, for a young man that grew up in a small town with, like you said, nothing to do. We just went and got in trouble or played football in uh, Pageland, South Carolina, to end up with the New York Giants. That is on the other side of the universe from Pageland, South Carolina. Yeah, that's crazy, right? And they did a story on me up there, and they said, big country, come to the big city. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it was, man, looking at the lights and the buildings, and I've never really been anywhere. Think about that. I've been to Columbia, and, of course, as we traveled, uh, around playing college football, never been on a plane until I got to college, and never had a stake until football, you know, real stake, you know. So, you know, I'm, I was big country man, and, and it, but I had a lot of family in New York, a lot of family that for years would come to Pageland and spend the summer or several weeks. So I was familiar with it, and um, but it was exciting, and I, I definitely maximized my time and, and became uh, uh, very accustomed and used to it, and and rolling around that city and, and knowing people there. So, yeah, it was great, man. New York is the best place to play a pro sport. If you want to play pro sports, man, try to get to New York City because it's amazing. Man, that's that's awesome. You know, you, you hear you know, people here in the Midwest going, man, why would you ever go play for the Jets? You know, what an organization. They're not doing well. Well, you just heard Corey Miller. You know what? If you're a professional uh, player, you, you might want to try New York. You know, yeah. and probably a lot of opportunities. Hey, uh, Pastor, we, we like ending the show on this. And, and I'm wondering, with, with you know, from peewee football, and you, you were a multi-sport athlete, um, to South Carolina, to the, to the Giants, to the Vikings, if all the uniforms were in a closet and I could pick one out for you and I could give you one more game um, to play for that team with those guys, who would you play? What, what jersey would you pick up? Mike, when you said that, as I sat here this morning, I went back to my high school days, right? And my number is retired at my high school. Nobody will ever wear the number 33 on the football field again. I would want to take it off and wear it again because I let them down one playoff game against Mid-Carolina High School. 
the worst game I've ever played in any level in my life. And I was a two-way athlete. I played linebacker. I played quarterback, whatever. And this particular game, I threw an interception, and I fumbled both inside the 10-yard oh, line. Boy. And we lost 7-3. Mid-Carolina went on to win the state championship. So if I could go back and, and, and just, uh, just don a jersey on my back, I will say, Coach, can for one game, can you take 33 down and let me go beat down Mid-Carolina the way I know I could? What year were you? That was my junior year. So you had a chance then your senior year. Did you play them again? No. Oh. So this was a team we only met in the playoffs. And my senior year, I got hurt, and I hurt my ankle, and uh, and they did it on purpose. It was the, the robbery, and they fell, and, and, and I got down about 60%. And we lost again in the, and later in the playoffs, seven to three or something like that, six to three, because I couldn't play. Um, it, it was tough, man. I played, but I couldn't play at the, the, the level that I wanted to. But yeah, it's just crazy. So I would love to go back to Peyton Central High School and say, Coach, can we take that 33 down one more time? Hey, for you guys that, you know, I've been, look, some of you guys are old, you know, old and have your own kids now, but I've preached for a long time about, you know, high school basketball especially because that's what I coached might be the best that you that you've ever played and you go to Wisconsin you go to South Carolina you know the crowds are big and you go to the pros so that's a whole different animal 99 percent of you guys high school basketball might be the best time as an athlete that you'll ever have playing with your buddies playing in front of the people that you grew up with and uh, I want you to understand what he just talked about Corey Miller said look I'd put that jersey on because I still feel bad about letting those boys down. So he is Corey Miller, Pastor Corey Miller, and uh, what a guest he has been. And I promise him that you have not heard the last of him because I'm going to wait a couple months and ask him back. Very seldom on Faith in the Zone. There's only a handful of guys we've had on a second time, but I'll guarantee you that I will ask Pastor Corey Miller to come back because, I look, I didn't get into a bunch of stuff like how far he outkicked his coverage because his wife is way too good looking for him. <laughs> I can just tell you that. And there's a lot of things that I didn't get to because I just wanted to listen. And I told him during the break, I've got goosebumps. Um, just listen to this man. And I can do this now by going to unpacking it dot com and listen to him there um and and do yourself a favor and do that unpacking it it's one word dot com you can go to their facebook page or certainly um with pastor miller it's c it's g4c right giants for christ ministry.com check that yeah, out and mike you don't mind real quick to go follow me on twitter a lot of stuff i put on twitter at pastor Payne as well so uh i always put a lot of little, little things on that so if you're on twitter uh, you can get me there um or email me you know, uh, and uh, if you got any kind of questions or if I can pray for you, and uh, man, just, let's just go. Let's just go get it for Jesus. Let's go get it for Jesus. If you're a Christian, as I read today, let's be like the disciples, man. Let's Amen. Go fish. Yeah, there it is. He is Corey Miller, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for thank listening. You. This is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty AM, the Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone. 
right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.